2: This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi. Made for football. Watch it.
1: You are Locked On Bengals. Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
2: What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. The Andy Dalton-led Dallas Cowboys are coming to town this weekend. I'm your host, Jake. Let's go along with our co-host, James Rapine. Today we get started with yet another report, James, that Zach Taylor's seat is not all that hot. This one coming from ESPN's Dan Graziano and Jeremy Fowler. We're going to start with that report and discuss the implications. This is now three national media sources that have all kind of said the same thing. Zach Taylor's seat, not that hot. Then we'll get into our game preview, including the implications of what would happen if the Bengals do win this game. Remember, the Cowboys on a short week. They've got Andy Dalton, a quarterback. Anything could happen on Sunday in Cincinnati. We'll talk about that in parts two and three of the show. But James, let us begin with more conversation about Zach Taylor's future in Cincinnati. James, this story from ESPN is seemingly mostly based on the idea that Joe Burrow is really enjoying his time with the Cincinnati Bengals. He's very confident about the team's outlook. He thinks that he can win a Super Bowl with the team. And the additional factor that the Bengals just are a very patient franchise to be generous, or as they put it in the article on ESPN, they just hate change. And we've talked about that a lot on the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We've talked about their history of giving coaches perhaps more time than they've earned. And we could see that again with Zach Taylor. This is the third report now we've got on this. It seems to be gaining momentum, I guess. I mean, anything could happen, but three reports, just three reports.
0: Let's start with Zach Taylor. Obviously, my thoughts are my thoughts and yours are yours. And, and we can scream till we get, you know, blue or red in the face or whatever you want to say uh, that he should be out. But the reality is, we know that the Bengals are patient, that this was. They're higher. They thought he was this offensive guru, this offensive genius that was going to reshape their franchise. And so maybe they don't want to pull the plug yet. Maybe they think he can bring in better assistants, even though I think that's sort of silly because he's going to have an awful record regardless of how the final four games go after two seasons. And yet the thing that a lot of people keep saying, and this is might be the worst argument of them all to keep Taylor. Joe Burrow likes Taylor. So we should make Joe Burrow happy. What year is Joe Burrow? Like, what year is he in the NFL,
2: Jake? Is he a rookie? I Last I checked, he is a rookie. It is his birthday as we record this podcast. So he's he's gained another year of wisdom. So happy birthday. Happy 24th birthday, Joe Burrow. But he is a 24-year-old, yes, in his first year in the NFL.
0: Okay, happy birthday, Joe. You have no idea what it takes <laughs> Makes you have no clue what a successful NFL head coach is because you've never had one until Zach Taylor. You, you don't know like so this idea that Joe Burrow likes Zach, so they should keep Zach to keep Burrow happy. You know what Joe Burrow's actually going to like? Winning and winning Super Bowls. And the organization, bad organizations, say, "Oh, our franchise quarterbacks like likes this coach. We're going to keep him even though he's four twenty seven and one." And I'm speculating. I know Zach's only four twenty three and one at this point. But that can't be much of a factor, if at all, because Joe doesn't know what he doesn't know. He has no clue. And so this idea that, oh, well, they get along, so let's keep Zach, it's a really poor argument for me. And it's exactly what happened in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield and Freddie Kitchens. And that obviously was awful, awful, awful and really set Baker Mayfield back. And I'm not saying that's going to happen with Taylor. But this idea that Joe likes Taylor, so they should keep Taylor is – is silly and ridiculous, and only bad organizations would make a decision based on that.
2: We have very recent history that shows this working very poorly, as you point out, James, in Cleveland. And I think it's a really interesting discussion around if they keep Taylor and don't keep all of his assistants, which the, the true nightmare scenario is everybody comes back and they just try to run it back for a third year. It's a slightly lesser nightmare, I would argue, for those people that don't like Zach Taylor very much as a head coach, if if they at least replace, you know, Jim Turner, for example. But you do make a good point about who will want that job? Who wants to come work for a guy who will probably enter the next season on the hot seat in the first place? Is that a is that an attractive place to be if you're an assistant trying to work your way up the NFL ladder, I think it's pretty challenging. I also wonder what Bengals fans would think of this idea, what their emotional reaction would be if Zach Taylor were to come back with some assistant coach changes. And as we record this, James, I've got 1,314 votes on this Twitter poll, highly scientific, of course. The choices are anger, disappointment or apathy, patience or happiness, or looking for a new team? Which of those do you think is in the lead? Probably disappointment. I, I think that's the, the one I would
0: guess. And, and here's why, Jake. Because I, I think fans are still excited about Joe Burrow. I think they're still excited about the future of the Bengals. But they know that the organization needs to get it right with the head coach. And they need to get it right this offseason. And so if, and I think most people realize, Zach isn't the guy. And if they bring him back, it will be, I'm disappointed in you. Sort of like you're disappointed in your son or daughter when they make a, a mistake,
2: right? Or they're disappointed and you're still going to love them, but you're
0: disappointed in them.
2: And you're exactly right. Disappointment or apathy is leading the way with 57.8% of the votes. In second place is patience or happiness. And I also got quite a few replies that said, I wouldn't call it happy, but all I can do is be patient In third place Uh, is anger at 16.1% and trailing distantly in last place is looking for a new team at 3.4%. So not very many people are that put off by this idea from the Bengals. On that note, James, that's probably enough conversation about the Zach Taylor topic today. I think that mentally, I would recommend to our listeners that you prepare yourself for the return of Zach Taylor, whatever that means for you. If you're uh, the Bengalorian... The Bengalorians' response, James, he just said, none of the above. Who day? And, and I don't know what exactly that means. Uh, but I, I do think that there's a large number of fans that just want to be fans of the team. They don't want to think, you know, this is either a good thing or a bad thing. They're just going to keep supporting the Bengals. And, you know, if that's you, more power to you. Uh, and if, if you don't like Zach Taylor and that's still you and you still want to be optimistic, then, you know, I'm not going to tell you not to be. that. That's not what I'm here for. I'm not going to tell anybody how to be a fan. And that's exactly it. I think Bangalorean,
0: you know, might know or, or might think, ah, man, Zach, really? But even if that is the case, and I don't know if it is, he's a fan first. And that's a hell of a spot to be in. Be a fan first. Hell, that's why he's got the armor that he's gotten that was designed. Where was that designed? In outer space somewhere? I, I don't know where the hell it was designed, but it's really cool armor. And that's That's why he's got it. He's one of our most loyal listeners because he's a giant Bengals fan. Speaking of giant Bengals fans, fans cheered for Andy Dalton for many, many, many years. In fact, I think it was nine years, Jake. Nine years he called Paul Brown Stadium home. And now number 14 is back. And he's going to try to take down your Bengals as a member of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll discuss that next right here on Lockdown Bengals.
3: And free dessert for life, homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: Andy Dalton is back in town, or he's going to be this Sunday at Paul Brown Stadium. And I don't know, Jake, when the schedule was released and we did our schedule show, we saw that the Cowboys week 14, obviously you assume Dak Prescott. But I think we did speculate, hey, Andy Dalton, his return Well, he's starting, and and here's the crazy part. Both of these teams, bad. The Bengals have lost four straight. The the Cowboys have lost two straight. So something's got to give on Sunday.
2: Yeah, and the Cowboys are dealing with injuries just like the Bengals are. Obviously, both teams have lost their quarterback. That's why we're getting Andy Dalton against Brandon Allen Sunday at 1 o'clock in Cincinnati. Hey, you know, Sunday at 1 o'clock in Cincinnati sounds like pretty good conditions for Andy Dalton, but someone pointed out on Twitter, do you think that you know, we know he wasn't very good in primetime games in Cincinnati. There's a little bit more perhaps juice in this game for Dalton going against his former team and his former home stadium. I wonder if that does create any pressure for Dalton, but, and I'll let you respond to that. I do want to get back to my original thought, which was the Cowboys have been dinged up pretty bad too from injuries. Zach Martin, their best offensive lineman's on the IR Tyron Smith's on the IR. Ezekiel Elliott is questionable at this point for this week. So You know, coming off a short week, they played on Tuesday. There are some questions here, but how about a a Sunday 1 o'clock start for Andy Dalton in Cincinnati, just like the good old days?
0: One of two things are going to happen Sunday, Jake. One of two. Either he's going to throw for 500 yards and six touchdowns, or he's going to have two interceptions, a fumble, and get hit all day, and the Bengals are going to win, and we're going to be talking about a – uh, three, nine and one Bengals team. Like, I, I don't know if there's a middle here and that's not fair. And I know you do range of outcomes and I'm obviously exaggerating a little bit on six touchdowns, but probably four, like if you told me that the Cowboys hang 40 on the Bengals, I wouldn't be shocked. And if you told me the Bengals were competitive in in this game, I wouldn't be shocked. And that has a lot to do with Andy Dalton. There will certainly be emotions and pressure. And I do wonder how he's going to, to respond to that this is the same coach and whether or not it matters, it would matter to me, you know, and I think he'll probably draw from this. This is the same coach that benched him last year for Ryan Finley, right? This is the same on his birthday, by the way, this is the same coach that uh, probably didn't want to keep him this offseason to be the backup here. Like this is very much a revenge game type scenario. And I am curious to see how Dalton plays. He has the weapons. I think the Cowboys have more talent. Going into this game, and I know there's injuries and stuff, but I think they are more talented. Now, will he play up to par? I certainly give him the edge over Brandon Allen, but will he do what he needs to 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 kind of get that revenge game? Because if he hangs 40 on the Bengals or throws for four touchdowns, it's going to feel pretty good flying back to Dallas.
2: Yeah, and I'm pretty curious to see how Andy's going to play too. I've only kind of watched him from afar. I've seen a few of his snaps in Dallas. I definitely haven't watched him very closely. The matchup, though, to me seems like a matchup that that is in Andy Dalton's favor. I, I think that he should be pretty familiar with this Bengals defense at this point. He was here for a whole season last year. It's not that different year over year, in my opinion. There are some different players, but you got Darius Phillips, Mackenzie Alexander, those those guys are going to be out there along with William Jackson. That that matchup with Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup. Whoever's not on William Jackson's coverage, I I think the Dallas Cowboys probably like that matchup. Dalton Schultz, not a great tight end, but he's a tight end. And you know who's bad at covering tight ends uh, for the 17th straight year, give or take, is, is the Cincinnati Bengals. And so Dalton to Schultz, Dalton to Cooper, Dalton to Lamb, these are all matchups that that could be positive for the Dallas Cowboys. And the most significant one is going to be in the trenches because as we know, Andy Dalton is most bothered by pressure. And there's a hilarious video on Tuesday night of him trying to dodge a ghost. It's, it's literally ridiculous. You see him trying to juke nothing in the pocket, trying to evade a sack. He ends up completing a pass on the play, but he's trying to literally dodge nobody. And so can Sam Hubbard, Carl Lawson, Geno Atkins, whoever's out there, can they get pressure? on this Dallas offensive line that's been really hammered with injuries. Terrence Steele, you guys might remember him from the Senior Bowl, a guy that Jim Turner loved to yell at, starting at right tackle for the Cowboys. That's not very good. And so there's the potential that the Bengals can not get a pass rush because that's been the case for most of the year. Or there's a potential that the Dallas offensive line is bad enough that, hey, maybe maybe Carl Lawson's going to get home a couple times.
0: And that's the path, right? I mean, that is a scenario like I could totally see that happening where the Bengals hang around. The offense does just enough. The Cowboys defense doesn't force, you know, Brian and Allen into any mistakes. They're they're able to run the ball and matriculate the ball down the field a couple of times. And maybe they equal their last 10 quarter output and put up 17 points as an offense. And then. Does Dalton hold onto the ball just a little too long a couple of times? Does he throw it up for Jesse Bates, who's a different player this year than last year? Like there's there's the scenario there. Uh, th- does one of these guys get their hand up and bat a ball like we saw on Sunday and then or, or on Tuesday, rather this Sunday? And then Logan Wilson dives in and has his third interception of the year. So the the path is there. This is a winnable game. And despite all the injuries, like if Joe Burrow is playing Sunday, I would pick the Bengals and I'd be really confident about it. I would I agree. So with without him and obviously without him. Right. But without him and in this situation, I lean Cowboys. But I wouldn't be shocked at all if it's a close game. And part of that is the unknown with Andy. Although I agree with you, this does appear to be the type of spot almost like going to Cleveland a couple of years ago where he he went 30 to 10 or something like that. Like I could see that. I could also see it going the other way where it
2: goes down to the wire. This Dallas defense is extremely bad. And mm-hmm. if there's ever going to be a time that Brandon Allen was going to get it together and, and be a viable NFL quarterback, this would be the week. I mean, you, you've got DeMarcus Lawrence at edge who, who is terrifying. And that's it. Leighton Vanderash, Jalen Smith at linebacker. Those are big names that have played really poorly this season. Neville Gallimore, big name in the draft, hasn't been great for them. Alden Smith, back in the NFL with the Cowboys, he's been okay. And with Hakeem Adeniji out there, things could be an adventure on the left side. It sounds like it's going to be Hakeem Adeniji, Xavier Suafilo on the left side, and Bobby Hart and uh, Quentin Spain on the right side. But can can Brandon Allen function as an NFL quarterback? That's that's the question this week because the offense has been putrid with Allen at quarterback. They haven't been able to find a way to do anything consistently outside of maybe like the screen game has been okay. It's just not something you can do for a whole game. They haven't had the chunk plays. But again, if there's ever going to be a week for it, the Dallas corners are quite bad. And, and there's an opportunity there to finally hit some passes downfield if Brandon Allen can put him in a good place. And if you're Zach Taylor,
0: I think you got to know that you got to know. All right, we have Pittsburgh on our schedule. We have Baltimore on our schedule. Both are going to be playing for something when we play them. We also have Houston who's been a tough out in recent weeks. And they, by the way, have Deshaun Watson. So, and I suck at winning on the road uh, because I haven't done it yet. So if you're Zach, guess what? This is kind of the game where if you can embarrass Andy a little bit, right. And, and hold him in check on defense and then on offense kind of show, all right, it's Brandon Allen, it's T Higgins, it's Tyler Boyd, it's Giovanni Bernard. We're going to roll them and, and, and put up points and be productive. Even in a loss. I think then it, it helps his argument. I still think it's a weak argument, but it helps his argument for coming back, which obviously ties it to what we talked about at the beginning of the year or the beginning of the podcast. And, and it's, uh, It's It's probably the last opportunity this season where I say the Bengals could be pretty successful on offense, maybe against Houston, but on the road, who knows? I think that this is is kind of their chance, and we'll we'll learn a lot. Maybe not learn a lot, but I I think if Zach is going to salvage the last month of the season, then they're going to play well on Sunday. And if they don't, that says a lot about what we're going to see over the final three
2: weeks. Yeah, like the last couple of weeks with Brandon Allen, they've been – Against some pretty good defenses. And so it it makes sense that Brandon Allen has had his struggles. This is not a pretty good defense. If there's ever going to be a time, much like I said earlier this season, if there's ever going to be a time for AJ to come out of his shell, I was wrong about that. He came out of his shell the next game and then went right back into it, then this would be the matchup where Zach Taylor should be able to find some purchase and maybe build some momentum, give the, give these guys some confidence for the last few games on the schedule. And if it doesn't happen this week, again, as I said earlier this year about A.J. Green, like I, I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know that it's going to happen this late in the season. And so there's a lot on the line in this game, James. And maybe that's what we'll talk about coming up next.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: For a team that's won two games in week 14, James, this is a big game. And last year, it was very clear why losing was very important to the Bengals. There was a quarterback on the line. This year, it's not a quarterback, but it is a boatload of draft capital. If the Bengals win this game, they move to 3-9-1. The Dallas Cowboys go to 3-10. If the Los Angeles Chargers and the Philadelphia Eagles also lose their games, they move to 3-10 and 3-9-1 and respectively. Based on the tiebreaker, as far as I can tell, Between Cincinnati and Philadelphia, who would have identical three, nine, and one records, I believe Cincinnati would drop to the sixth pick in the draft. Now, of course, there are a few games left after that where Dallas, LA, or Philly could win, but the difference between three and six, no matter what you want out of this draft for the Bengals, is significant. So, you have to weigh that as a fan against, I want to see Zach Taylor win some games. And uh, that, I think, is a delicate balance, even for the biggest of who dares. There's no
0: doubt about it. There's there's a balance here. And I, I've talked to some fans this week that were like, I'm rooting for L's. And while I'm never going to tell a fan how to feel, I understand where they're coming from, from a few reasons. One, you just mentioned it, draft capital. Falling from three to six. That, say bye to Sewell. Like, he's probably not going to be there at six. And, and this is the last game where the Bengals are playing an opponent that beating them directly impacts another team around them in the draft order. right? M- maybe if Houston loses a bunch, but I don't think that's going to be an issue. And, and obviously Miami has that pick. So I think this is the last time where winning – is going to propel someone ahead of them as well. And, and so that's that's what's tough here. And so draft capital one. Two, I just mentioned last segment how important it is for Zach to have a good showing. So if he does and you're one of the, the people that is out on Zach Taylor, well, a win here could do him a, a lot of good. And, and then you mentioned it from a, a – a standpoint overall direction of the franchise. Do you want Zach Taylor? Do you want a lower draft pick? And that's what winning could potentially do on Sunday. So I get where fans are coming from if they're out the other way. On the other side, if fans are like, hey, I want wins. We'll worry about the offseason later. We'll worry about the head coaching stuff. I understand that, too, because I'm not really sure if losing to the Cowboys is going to change Mike Brown and Katie Blackburn and Troy Blackburn's mind about Zach Taylor. So I think that sort of sets the stage, Jake, for an obvious question for all of the, the locked on Bengals listeners out there. And maybe we'll do a poll question for the weekend. But are you rooting for the Bengals this weekend? Are you rooting for the Bengals because you're a Bengals fan or are you rooting for Andy Dalton? I mean, I, I think that there are going to be a lot of Bengals fans that want to see Andy Dalton do well. Maybe you don't want the Cowboys to win or maybe you do. Because of draft position or things like that, but I think that's a legitimate question. Andy or the Bengals? the Bengals or Andy? I
2: mean, I don't wish anything ill toward Andy Dalton, but he does not really factor into my uh, my decision calculus for whether or not whether or not I want the Bengals to win the game this weekend. To me, I, I don't again, really think anything this year matters. I don't think that there's anything I don't know about this team. I don't think there's anything that I don't know about this coaching staff. And so I'm not necessarily rooting I'm I'm not rooting for them to lose. I'll be pretty clear about that. I'm not rooting for them to lose, but I do think that I, I just it's it's a hard sell for me to convince me that winning this game actually matters in the long run. It's just a hard sell. It's it's not impossible, but I think I know what the arguments are about momentum and locker room culture and all this stuff. And and I get it to a degree, but I just, I'm not sure what's more important right now, whether it's the draft capital of picking third and potentially getting a tackle or trading back and piling up some picks and, and taking advantage of somebody that wants a quarterback versus number six, where, you know, the quarterbacks are gone, the tackle is gone. And and now you're either one of the teams that has to trade up to get the tackle or you are looking at, I don't know, a wide receiver or a corner at that point. And what's more important for the future of the franchise? I think that that is a very difficult question to answer and is one that more than anything doesn't necessarily have a a correct answer. It's one of those things where you won't know until several years down the line. In most cases, and I think the the answer to the question reveals more about your personal philosophy on what's important to being a successful football team than it does reveal what's actually correct.
0: Well, let me ask you this, because I still think that the Bengals are evaluating Zach Taylor, whether that's fair or not. They might have a plan to keep him right now, but I I still think things. You know, if they lose forty to nothing to the Cowboys then I think people are going to be looking at him a little different than they are right now as we're recording this. If Zach wins on Sunday and, and then this team maybe goes on the road and beats Houston, let's just say, and they go two and two down the stretch with Brandon Allen and no Joe Mixon and no Jonah Williams and all these issues, no Joe Burr, obviously, is that, does that change anything for you? And, and I, I don't think it's likely, but would that maybe – if it is, you know, kind of clean wins and they look like a functional football team, could your opinion of Taylor, cha- of Taylor change down the stretch here if he does anything? For me,
2: are you asking Jake? Or yeah, asking for you. If I think, yeah, okay. you. Uh, no. no, not not this game. I think if they if they go out and put together a competent performance against the Pittsburgh Steelers in a couple of weeks, that might change my opinion about some things. But but, the Dallas Cowboys are you know all their close recent games aside or or whatever, not a good football team, and Mike McCarthy doesn't seem to know what he's doing down there for for me, this game doesn't change anything unless unless it's embarrassing, like if it's a forty to zero scenario and and on the Bengals, so I guess this isn't me because i I think that. For me, my mind, like I said, I I know everything I need to know, but, but if I'm the Bengals and and they get embarrassed and they just can't do anything against this team, I I think that if you thought you were going to keep them, you would have to reevaluate. But again, I I don't think that's very likely to happen. Uh, I I think the Cowboys are bad enough that the Bengals aren't going to look that dysfunctional. And if they do, I think it's fair to be disappointed.
0: Okay. Oh yeah. I was just curious because like if he goes two and two down the stretch and wins a road game and I mean, that's hard to do. I'd give him some credit, even though it is against a banged up Cowboys team and against a, a Houston team that's down this year and going to be hiring a new head coach. So that's why I, I was just curious. And I, yeah. I do think if he does that, he's definitely back in, in some of those assistants might be back, you know, not all of them necessarily, but man, I, I think that the momentum train, baby. We got a road win. We went two and two. So I, I think there are probably some fans that are, are still holding out hope for that down the stretch, which, I, I, again, I don't blame you. You root for who you want to root for. It's your fandom.
2: I mean, the, you talk about momentum. There's some real momentum in Luana Rumo's corner right now. Just looking at results, the, the amount of points that they've allowed the last few weeks, 20 or fewer points in their last five weeks, four out of those five games. 20 to the Titans, 20 to the Washington football team, 19 to the Giants, and 19 to the Dolphins. And of course, there's that 36-point stinker to Pittsburgh mixed in there. But that's a significant improvement after their prior four games before the Titans was 25, 27, 31, 37. So there could be some momentum building for Luana Anarumo, holding teams to not a whole lot of points despite giving up a lot of yards. And I think that that would be misguided momentum because the underlying stats don't support the fact that the defense has been good, but the scoreboard does. And I know that NFL franchises care about results more than they care sometimes about what gets to those results. So there could be some momentum for Lou Anaruma, who's one of those coaches where even if they bring back Zach Taylor, I would be looking for improvement.
0: And this is another opportunity, right? Can this team, without a pass rush, somehow put it together and get after Andy or create some turnovers? Because that's the path to them winning. It's not going to be Brandon Allen out-duels Andy Dalton. I think that's the least likely outcome. A blowout is more likely either way because of, because of defense and forcing turnovers and things like that. And, and so, yeah, I, I think Luana Rumo is very much probably coaching for his job. And I totally agree with you. I, he was underqualified coming in as of uh, as is a lot of these guys that, that are, uh, are are coaching on this staff right now. And so they have a lot to prove. And I think that the Bengals, knowing their track record, will give them up until the you know, that final whistle this season to, to show that they belong and be to be a part of the, the 2021 Cincinnati Bengals staff.
2: A ways to go. A lot to consider. But I do want to just reiterate that it's not the points that matter to me for Luana Rumo. You can't give up 250 yards and a half to the New York Giants and then come out of that saying, hey, we only gave up 19 points because Colt McCoy came into the game. You got to consider the whole package and uh, a little bit of improvement in points per game allowed when you're playing some pretty bad offenses. Uh, Tennessee Titans game, notwithstanding, that was a good game for Luana Rumo in this defense. It's just uh, it's just not enough for me, but I'm not the decision maker. Those decision makers will be watching the Bengals take on the Dallas Cowboys one o'clock on Sunday afternoon in Cincinnati. That game is one of those games that is on Fox, which is really unfortunate. I don't like the Fox broadcast. I don't know about you. I'm a CVS guy.
0: I don't care either way. You know,
2: I, you're at the. Game. I'll be
0: at the stadium. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't impact me i i honest, but on the road i'm I'm not obviously I've only been to one road game this year, so I'm watching the road broadcast you know at home from the comfort of my own home with Pepsi, hopefully you are too, and it's fine. How about that for a take from me? They're fine, fox is fine c b s is fine. I don't feel strongly one way or the other
2: very mild, mild take James is your new nickname until Sunday, Bengal's fans will be back with our post game show. Enjoy the return of Andy Dalton to Cincinnati this weekend and have a good one.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft.